Zendabusi here, and welcome to Reframed by us, Mustard. Reframed is a content series in which we, an Africa-focused venture agency, explore topics with the intent of reframing the current thinking about ventures, initiatives, and brands. Alongside this, Reframed episodes will also contain our frank thoughts, discussions, and reflections as we document our team's perilous journey to build the first global consumer tech brands to stem from Africa. We drop a new episode every Wednesday, so please follow us on Spotify, Apple, or your podcast player of choice to stay updated. If you like our content, please write a review and share it with others to help us grow and to bring more interesting people on the journey with us to create brands for Africa. But secondly, do reach out to us. We'd love to speak to you one-on-one and at times maybe just get simple feedback. You can do so by emailing us at reframed at bymustard.com or by direct messaging us and following us on our socials. The handles of them are at onlybymustard. But now we'll leave you with today's episode. So I haven't, I haven't shared this with you. I, I was, I did try to call you yesterday, but um, <clears throat> essentially I haven't had a lot of time. Things been very busy. I hadn't had a lot of time to sit down, kind of think and reflect. Um, and also it was actually, a lot of this was actually helped by, well, no, initially it was, it was my reflection, but I did have a very interesting conversation with, um, with somebody who reached out early in or kind of like I think summer of 2022 so almost a year ago now um and and in essence since we've got a thousand podcast downloads and listeners and otherwise I'd kind of been trying to reflect just on on what we were doing fundamentally at the core of mustard and like how that is being reflected in in uh, what we're pushing out on social media um, and also kind of reflect on what we've been speaking about here because actually what we've been speaking about here is actually very naturally um, what I think we are about and and kind of forming ourselves to be about, right? And if I just level and I go straight to the very interesting thing is I gather that with a pen and a paper, I gather that what we're actually doing, we're not fundamentally, mustard is not about Africa. Fundamentally, mustard is about narratives and a belief in, in how narratives is actually the way to build brands and move audiences. So, Actually, if you, if you think about it, and I'm not trying to be unnecessarily um, philosophical, um, I'm actually just trying to go down to it. And it's like, fundamentally, what, what, what Mustard is about and what the thinking and everything we're doing is about is, is the belief that narratives moves audiences. And um, if you are trying to make any enterprise or do anything that is trying to move audiences, move people and be very clear where um, on a large scale, small scale or otherwise, um, communicating through stories is the ideal way to do that. I'm just going to pause there because that's, that's news to you. Yeah, to uh, it, it is. I mean, um, mustard has been fundamentally defined for a long mm. time about taking better products, better brands, better perceptions mm. for Africa. So uh, I'm going to need you to carry on and uh, <laughs> reveal more um, um. about uh, about why actually this most fundamental level mustard is not necessarily about Africa. Yeah, and that's fair. Um and not fair. This is this is as if we need to carry on doing it. So I I'm I'm gonna get up so our our kind of message, right? Fundamentally, right, what's at the core? So so better products, better brands, better perceptions is 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 our mission, right? And what's that driven by? So 
the mission has been driven by um, for time immemorial, or, or, or at least since we've we've kind of been speaking about narratives and otherwise, the mission been um, driven by a belief, and that belief was that Africa's future will be largely shaped by the brands it is able to produce and their ability to attract and move global audiences. So that belief that essentially Africa doesn't have brands, it doesn't um, seem to culturally, broadly and culturally. Um, uh, uh, um, be through its actions show that it cares too much about brands or understands their value right um, and then in that respect now for the future a competitive future with AI all these other things blah 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 whatever the technology is going higher up the value chain right in the future what um, what Africa will need, African states will need, is it will need to be able to compete at the highest levels. And to compete at the highest levels, you do need to know how to, you need to be um, conversant and competent with building brands, right? So that's been at the at the heart of it. And then obviously, if, we're try if we um, believe that brands are going to be important to Africa's future, then after what then happens is we, um, as, as, as people who are, who, who want to, at least in that aspect, help shape its future for the better, we then go towards building better products, better brands, and better perceptions, right? That part makes sense, right? No arguments yep. there. No arguments. Great. What I then came to realize was um, there was a belief behind the belief, right? Um, so essentially, what we believe is... And, and this is this is my thing, and I actually want you to, to scrutinize this, right? Which is why, uh, again, I wanted to speak to you then, but I was like, hey, let's just go straight onto the podcast and talk about it, right? Fundamentally, I think we believe that narratives, right? It's, bench, it's you know, stories about the founder, the why of why you're doing something, and the continuous why of what you're doing, of, of why you're doing something. Narratives and stories are the way to move audiences. Right. And given that companies want to move, I'm, I'm saying this in long form, right? There's a short form way. Again, this is querying you. But given that companies want to move audiences, right? Um, narratives are, should be the fundamental bedrock of companies. Right. But that also extends to given you are making a political campaign and you would like to move audiences. Narratives should be the fundamental bedrock of that because that's how you move audiences. Oh, but I want to fill in the blank, you know, persuade people otherwise. Narratives should be that the bedrock of what you do, right? So that's that's the kind of like, I feel like it's probably the belief behind the belief. And I tell you why it's belief behind the belief because I think I think we all know that instinctively, but I don't think we commonly practice it. Again, Simon Sinek, Simon Sinek lead with why. Yay. We go back and we go back to okay. So what's the USP of the of the product? Okay, so we need the best. We need to make sure we've got the best product. Okay, we're going to invest in people who've got the best product, etc., etc., etc. Right. So narratives. There's a there's a belief there, and what I found out as we continue to speak is, not yeah. everyone believes that. Yes. But everyone feels it. Right. Does that make sense? Great. Then after what I think has happened is that core belief has intersected with our core passion. And our core passion is Africa and its development and its com and its being able to compete on a global stage. And so what has happened is we've been we were initially like, how do we get Africa to compete? Right? And then going through looking left and right, we said, hey, you know what? Africa, if it had brands, right, it would be able to, and if it knew how to build brands and move people, it would be able to compete high up the value chain, right? And therefore compete and, you know, and also change its perceptions and what have you, because, you know, it, it, uh, people can have a better better view of it. And also, it, so there's a kind of economics and the, and the so, so as we kind of say, so to speak, this is our kind of thing on another thing we say in terms of where it is at the moment. The world is, is, is so I quote, the world is moving past Africa's old messages. But there are still too few mainstream alternatives. By building global consumer brands, 
Africa can change its story or perceptions and its economics, right? So it can grow up and compete. So I think that we wanted to change the story and economics of Africa. And we thought, hey, you know what? We can do that by building um, brands because now we see brands nowadays that can grow quickly. Then we, then we kind of went and said, how do we actually, how can we build the most compelling brands to really move people and to change not just the economics as in it get lots of money in return, but actually change the story and the perceptions of the continent? And then we said narratives, right? So in essence, what I'm, what I'm, this is what has been going, this is what was going through my mind. Um, because not everybody, like if we go drill all the way down to the fundamental thing that we're saying, the fundamental things we're saying is, I, I believe is, um, narratives, having a narrative first approach to build in something that you want to move people is the approach you should take. Right. And then given, right, so that's that belief and that core that, frankly, I don't think that's changing. But given in this particular context, right, and intersecting that belief with, with another, with a passion that we have, which is Africa's development, we now think in narratives, brands, moving people, moving people is an important thing to do. That's the thing. We now go, well, Africa needs to move people and maybe change how people how it thinks and how other people think and move people so that it can get to being competitive oh i know what we're going to use this this thing that we believe in to build brands for it okay so it feels like we've come full circle in thinking somehow mm. right because if you think back to five, six years ago, mm. fundamentally, well, I don't know if it's changed, but fundamentally, most of what we were working on was narrative yeah. and narrative led to the extent that we would even, we even had an, an, a narrative service, yeah. right? Where a uh, consulting service where, um, you know, Clients would pay work with us to develop narratives alone, even if there wasn't a product yeah. uh, or a venture associated with it. So that's this. So that's not so Correct. new, right? Um, and actually, to be fair, some of the first projects that you worked on weren't necessarily Africa focused or weren't Africa yeah. focused at all. To be fair, that was when finding feet, right? You were talking about like really, really early. That was definitely when finding sure. feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Sure. But but notwithstanding yeah, that, true. there was still a narrative for yeah. to what the work we were doing, which wasn't necessarily Africa 100%. focused. 100%. Then there was a deep dive and focus on Africa and yeah. ventures. And that's still uh, a central part of what we're doing. But now it seems like are you kind of you come full circle where really, yes, there's an intersection with Africa, but fundamentally it's not only applicable to Africa. The, core, the, the most central part of this is the ability of narratives to move audiences irrespective of where those audiences yeah. are. And what those narratives are talking about? Yeah, no, and and so so one thing that's interesting about what you said is I like that because it is it is a f full circle to some degree because it's like you've now it's almost like you've now understood what you were doing and 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 again I don't think we we felt like you know fundamentally what we were doing had changed right um, I think it, we, we felt like it we had. Um, which I still think is a good thing that we have done. We had kind of converged on where we want to apply ourselves, which is Africa and its its you know development, growth, competitiveness, etc. Right. But I like what you say, full circle, because actually, yeah, I mean, so for example, I, I I'm not going to name the region and and what have you. I'll just say somewhere in the Caribbean. Right. One of the things that I have done is worked on a political campaign. Right. A very small place in the Caribbean, and that was narratives. Right. Um, but so 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 what I do think is and, and I think is we're not. So, look, we're working in the Africa space and there's nothing changing here. And we are our goal. Our mission right now 
is to build the first global, I mean, better, you know, better products, better brands, better receptions. Essentially, how we're actioning that is to build the first global consumer brands that, that stem from Africa. And that's what we're aiming to do as, as a venture agency. But I think where a lot of this thinking came, came about is, is because there seems to be this... Um, so, and I had this conversation again with with, with this person who who, who loves uh, I'll, I'll, I'll name him. He's he's a Haide, but he's, he goes by AJ, um, based in Nigeria. Um, reached out to us because uh, uh, he listened to our podcast, and you know, one of the interesting things that he did say was, um, "Are we like who's our target audience?" Right, and this is more of a not like it's just like who. Who do we want in our space? Who who do who do we think resonates with what we do, right? And and the thing is, I think, and and I'll just say this and, and throw it over to you. The issue we have with with a lot of what we're doing is is um I think when you go to other territories and other regions, it's very easy to have a global conversation, local or global conversation. You're speaking in, let's say, the UK. You're speaking in the US. You're talking about ventures, VC or otherwise. You're not thinking. Of course, you're thinking. Hey, where are you based? Oh, we're in Silicon Valley, or we're in we're on we're on the East Coast. Um, but there's never there's never a, an implicit an implicit and strong restriction in the thoughts of the VC or the thoughts of the founders necessarily that this cannot spew over to another region. Or this could not attract through social media or otherwise other audiences, right? In, in different areas of the world. But 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 where the struggle has been is that it's so like Africa and, and the thoughts that Africans and non-Africans, so everybody has about it, seems to be so binary. And it is, oh, we're doing something like we're an we're an Africa focused or African company. We're doing something, you're only doing something in Africa. Right. And essentially, that's that whole thing as well. You know, you know, when people go, oh, you can't just take something from outside of Africa and bring it into Africa. Right. Um, it seems like there's a dichotomy between Africa and the rest of the world. So in that respect, when when he was asking and when other of us have asked, it's like, oh, we're doing Africa stuff. Oh, let me introduce you to somebody who's doing stuff in Africa. Right. And there doesn't seem to be Africa doesn't seem to spill over. And I guess. The, the 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 difficulty that we've been having is actually I think fundamentally what we're doing is a global and universal thing, but we're applying it specifically to a region. And the and the issues and the frictions we've had is the way Africa is looked at, or maybe it's the way we were communicating it, it seems that like actually what we're doing is not a global and universal thing. It's an Africa thing. And therefore when we now speak you know, at the right time about global things, international things, people have struggled to to reconcile the two. If that makes uh, sense. Why, yeah. There's a couple of reasons that might be the case. Mm. The charitable version yeah. is yeah. actually there is something quite distinct, just like there was in China. Just like there is in Southeast Asia, just like there was in Singapore before its renaissance, there's something distinct about this particular environment in terms of its operating environment, the culture, business culture, the consumer culture, and the level of maturity it's at yep. in terms of business investment, technology, brands, etc., consumer behavior, etc., which needs to be treated distinctly and differently mm -hmm. and you know as a region as a country as a location as an area as a community um and that differs across even the region right and so yeah. there are there are things that are so different in terms of operating in these areas that yes it makes sense that mm -hmm. you need to treat it differently right and that's why focused has some sort of meaning and some sort of specific attribute and, and value, the charitable version. Mm. That also, th there's a possibility that it is a way to uh, overlook 
or get past actual or perceived deficiencies in the ability to compete globally. Mm. Right? Yeah. When I first moved to London, I was a lawyer, left the law, moved to London to work in consulting. I worked for a couple of big consulting firms. For 10 years, I was the Africa-focused person. Okay. Right? In the beginning <laughs> the of that... The sole Africa-focused person. No, I was part of an Africa-focused team. Okay. But, okay. but I focused on African projects. And that was my way into this industry. My Africanness was considered an advantage. Mm. Um, I worked on projects across Africa, and there was this belief and idea that while ability to deliver and compete globally is based on my unique knowledge of the idiosyncrasies of certain markets within this region or my ability to figure out mm-hmm. things work, how business works, how companies work, how politics works, yeah. how to get in and succeed you know, in different markets across the region. Mm. That was partly true. A lot of that was true in terms of you benefit from knowing a region really, really, really well or a location really, really yeah. well. Living there, etc. Yeah. yeah. But it was interesting to me that the more senior I got, the more experienced I got in this sector, I had to break this idea I had that I couldn't do this work anywhere else. <laughs> okay. And okay. suddenly people threw projects at me which were in the Middle East or South America, mm. or North America, the US, even in the UK. And this thing mm. that I've been doing, which I thought my main skill is that I know the region, the Africa region, pretty well. And I've done yeah. this sort of work in the Africa region for a long time. That's what I have to offer. Turned out, I could actually apply these skills globally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so... Yes, there is still something about knowing a local market really well, which is beneficial. But Mm -hmm. that may or may not be the core value that you're adding. It might be that you're actually learning things which can be applied globally, right? But there's a risk in acknowledging that. One is you might be wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe actually you can't do this globally. Two is you might be right, but do you then lose your competitive advantage because people perceive that I got to go to this guy for the Africa thing because I couldn't possibly understand mm. what he's talking about. And then three, yeah. are you now just throwing yourself out? Can you actually compete at the global level because you no longer have this niche mm. carved out for yourself? Right. So anyway, that's a long anecdote mm. to say it is an interesting idea to wonder is there something so unique about what we're doing in Africa um, that we 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 can't apply these what we're doing globally elsewhere? We may choose not to because because yes, of our exactly. because our core passion is Africa focused. But actually, yeah. is that a, is that an elective? Is that something we're deciding to do not because this doesn't apply globally, exactly. but because that is where we choose to focus. The risk of doing that for us as well is, okay, Mm. what you're saying is um, there's nothing unique about that we have as it pertains to Africa. We're just applying it in the African context. And so anybody else really Mm. that is interested in narratives, building ventures, could essentially come in and do the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 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 I think I so so uh, one I really love your uh, um the anecdote and the anecdote I think um unsurprisingly you know it sums up as you as you do really well it sums up a lot of the waffle that I was saying right but but it's it's interesting because it's like what you're doing I won't say what you're doing in consulting but I know what you're doing in consulting but what you're doing in consulting right was something that can be applied. I mean, again, the general thing, right? Businesses are built differently and have different, let's say, practices, right? 
in the world, right? But fundamentally, they're doing the same thing, right? They're essentially trying to um, return a profit to shareholders, right? I mean, you can go that, but you know, fundamentally, they do the same thing. They've been run, they've been operated, etc. Um, now, yes. Um, especially what you were doing. Uh, and I think, you know, in consulting, when you want to be effective, right, you want to execute, right, you want to operate, you have to know the region and you have to know the players and you have to know how to navigate. And that is a skill, which is why, obviously, as you know, better than me in the law, you have people who have jurisdictions and, yeah, they know the law in that jurisdiction and they know the law in, you know, but they don't just go, oh, I, I can do, I can read the law everywhere, right? You know, that's, You've got different jurisdictions, different laws, different contexts, otherwise. But I think it comes to a different thing when, and I think everyone gets that, but there seems to be this defense, and I think you 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 scratched on it and touched on it, which is, um, Andrew knows the continent. I, not from the continent, can't ever presume to know the continent or even get to know the continent. So we need Andrew to translate the continent, right? So then similarly, if you, if, you, if you go with that, then you can understand how you're the continent whisperer, right? And so, yeah, my technique works on, um, on, on, on certain horses, certain, certain breed of horses, but it doesn't work on the other breed of horses. Right. So in that respect, yeah, no, I can I can I can get to know the lay of the land because obviously you weren't born. Right. Knowing um, all the people that you need to know. Right. In Namibia, um, South Africa and, and Uganda, you weren't born knowing that you over time you develop it. Right. And so there's this there's this thing of is it, you know, is it a case that Jimmy can't go? And we know this is this is not true. Jimmy can't go to Namibia, can't go to South Africa, to Uganda, to Zimbabwe, to Nigeria, and over time, um, figure out the way of the land enough to become somebody who who knows how to do whatever that person wants to do there. Similarly, is it that you cannot go to Dubai, go to India, go to Singapore, figure out the lay of the land over some time, and then and then afterwards do project one, project two, and then get to get to know how to navigate there? That's that's just not true right but there seems to be this this defense i think on one side it's a defense as you said and, and i think you touched on it because it's like maybe you know maybe not fear of being able to compete or, or and also fear of losing thatness there's on one side there's a defense no only we know this region okay i'll give it to you and on the other side there's a fear which is okay and, and that's what, with that defense you also go now i know this region, i have to stick to this region and if this region goes up, I go up. If it goes down, I go down. If people lose interest, they lose interest. If they gain interest, they do. But then afterwards, on the other side, there's the um, there's the holding on in in keep holding on to it. It's it's oh, or actually no, th there's the kind of thing that can be generated, which is over time. Is this the just like you said? Is this the only region that I know? Like, could I go to India and and figure out India? Could I go to the US and figure out the US? Right? And clearly, I mean. We're not talking about different breeds of horses here. We're talking about humans and humans, right? So, yeah, it is like what we're doing, to put it simply from what you said, what we're doing, anybody can do. There is no thing, right? And maybe I'm speaking too broadly, but I love to speak broadly. There's nothing that we can say, you know what? Only Andrew can do this, right? Or somebody else can do this also. What we're doing, somebody else can do. But the thing and the advantage that we do have is... Even though, and I keep going back to Simon Sinek, and the reason why I go back to Simon Sinek is because he's a, he goes and talks now, and everyone listens to him talk, right? And you know, or, and, and everyone knows his speech, or many people know his TED talk. Speak, um, start with why, but nobody knows what I say or what or, or what we say, right? Um, everyone listens to the snow start. I you know start with why. Everyone listens to Steve Jobs. You know when he came back in 1997, his his um, Think Different campaign. And what they do is they literally go and do the opposite thing, right? Um, so that's the that's that's the thing we need to prove. That's the thing that we need to. Um, that, 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 that's that's our defense. Our defense is most people, all across the world, not just in Africa. I would say it's probably 
you know, there's a higher percentage of people in Africa and higher percentage of people in Asia that don't believe this more so than in the US and the UK. But most people in any region don't actually believe that you should start a company with narratives. We believe that. And we think that's how you make moving companies, moving campaigns, moving whatever. That's how you relate to people on one-to-one -one level and one-to-many. And that's really our defense. Not that we are the Africa whisperers or the India whisperers or the European whisperers or otherwise. And I think that that's what we're, that's what we're thinking. I think we, th we Africans think that, we, you know, non-Africans think that. It's that there are these two zones and you can only exist and participate in one. Um, but that's not the case. It, 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 we can go down to these fundamental human levels, you know, and, and create narratives and we can create narratives that can work only in, in Nigeria because they're very region and context specific. Um, and also we can create narratives that are so, you know, universal, right? That just like Nike's narrative, that actually everyone um, who thinks in, in, in that way, regardless of their demographics or where they are, can appreciate it and, 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 and buy it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and maybe what we're saying isn't that profound because um, exactly, if you look at any, any kind of discipline, normally you start very specific. You develop mm -hmm. a particular skill, particular craft in a very specific context, right? Uh, if you're a lawyer, you start doing debt collection in your little town or city, at least if you mm. live in Namibia anyway. Um, <laughs> then you start learning about, but then you learn skills and you develop, you understand how the lower courts work. And then you slowly begin to take a bigger picture and start to understand how litigation works more broadly. And then you start understanding how deals are structured. And then you start understanding how practices are run. And then you realize if you get to a certain level, well, actually, you know, I've developed a skill set and a paradigm here, which I can turn to a number of different problems. Sure, I might have to draw in specialists to look at very specific mm -hmm. issues. Um, if you're doing a Bulgaria narrative venture, you know there's going to be things about Bulgaria which are very particular, right? And yeah. uh, what people are Friends buying... will help you with that or something, yeah. Yeah, and what people are buying when they look at specialists is time, right? Yeah. It's, it's a know-how on very specific tactical issues, which you could learn over time, mm -hmm. but if you don't have time, you want to yeah. invite that you know, to accelerate your learning curve, right? And that's why yeah. specialization is helpful. But then yeah. we confute, the tail starts wagging the dog because then maybe we think specialization is the be all and end all and yeah. of, of and the core thing that you're delivering. And so it's useful to take a step back and say, hang on, at a high enough level, what I'm not delivering is my deep, deep granular knowledge of this extremely specific issue. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the case in some instances, but if you're operating at this, what we're trying to do is, is global and large in scale. Um, and if we succeed, it will be um, uh, something that is, uh, it creates a difference across, it creates a big difference basically, right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. for us, maybe the core just like the very senior lawyer after 20 years realizes, you know what, actually the value I add here is no longer that I understand this extremely detailed location and how to solve this very specific problem. It is that I understand how to, how to help um, a client solve big, broad issues and I can draw in specialization yeah. where I need to. Just like that realization yeah. happens there, you know, maybe this is just a revisit to realize, hey, actually, it's not so much the Africa whisperer side that is where mm. we want to, what we want to be um, defined by. It is this ability to help people anywhere, move audiences anywhere. Something mm. very common about how that works because it turns out human brains are pretty similar. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so yeah, humans are humans. Yeah. Are gonna, yeah. Uh, now, now, what moves a, a particular human will differ yeah. to what moves another human, and what what moves certain 100%. groups of humans can differ. Sometimes those are geographical groups, ethnic 100%. groups. Sometimes they're socioeconomic groups. Sometimes they're just how people think and personality types. And so, what we're mm -hmm. doing is we understand how to 
assess what kind of messaging is is needed what kind of audience is being targeted what would move that mm-hmm. audience um and attract that audience and engage that audience over time and that is not necessarily yeah. location specific nor is it necessarily africa 100%. um africa only 100 uh, percent, exactly and, and and i think i think you know somebody said it uh again i I don't listen to I don't tend to listen to him but but somebody did share something with um you know Seth Godin who speaks a lot on brands um and one of the things he said which is bang on with you know with what we say internally which is it's it's actually like it's actually not about demographics it's about psychographics it's about how people think um because actually it, it's almost like the you know the Myers-Briggs test and stuff and I know I brought this up to you before and what have you but there are 16 personality types right there's 16 personality types like around like that's for humans right i'm not saying they are i mean by definition if they're saying 16 for humans right again wherever you are there's ways that you think like it's not going to go down to the it's not going to go down to a granular level because one there are only 16 types not 16 million types right and two it is not region specific right so it really goes above so so, so again let me give you an example, right? Because essentially what we're talking about is is culture, right? Where you've got macro cultures on, on a state level and then you've got some, you know, smaller cultural dynamics when you go down to, you know, city by city, town by town, family by family, right? Um, but But what narratives, what you do is... When you're building a narrative, when you're building a brand, when you're building anything, when you're communicating with people, right? And they do this in communications. And, and again, this is no different to, you know, politics or, or, or you know, again, advocacy or, or, or otherwise, right? You have to, like, if you have, if you have an awareness. So, so when you go down to the granular level, right? And it's somebody that, that can be different on a grand level and it's different on a, on, a, on a macro level, shall I say, or a micro level on a macro level. On a micro level, the things that you might say to a small group of people who are, who are bound by locality or region and also by a certain culture, right, that is, that is specific to that locality, to move them and to move them within, in the context of where they are, to do something in the context of where they are, you need to understand the context of where they are. Right. And that context of where they are is going to be a cultural context, which is not a code of conduct. It is a way of doing things, which is why if you shock horror, if you've grown up in a particular region, right, you've you've absorbed that culture, whether you like the culture or not. But you know how people do things in that region. Simple as that. Right. Um, you know, um, but then after, if you're now trying to do something else on a higher level, right on a more abstract level that is crossing over different things. So essentially I want to move people to do something which is not region specific. It is actually international. It's global or it's, it's, it's continent wide, right? Then afterwards you need to do one of two things. You gather, okay, this whole continent has a culture which is normally not the case, right? Because a continent is made up of many countries and those countries have a culture and, and that's a macro culture, which, which, is, which, is more, which is not as strong as the city by city culture, which is not as strong as the town by town culture, which is not as strong as etc. right? But there is some, as you go higher up, there's still some, sh- you know, kind of sh- stray effects of that large culture, right? The easiest thing to do when you go to that, much of a level that kind of suit that that kind of super state or what have you level content or global level is to basically go down to to the things that transcend culture which is human behavior there are things that humans that all humans love hate fear and otherwise right um well should i say love and fear so you know everyone wants to be being connected right everyone wants to be connected everyone who is functioning you know uh, uh, uh who, who is you know kind of functioning well so to speak wants to be connected even people who are 
on the you know who, who are functioning in a deviant way want to be connected in in their deviancy right people so, so so there's love and there's connection there people tend to generally want to progress right um the, the pace of progress may be different right but people generally want to progress right people generally also have a fear of death right and 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 you know when functioning want to pr prolong life there are these basic things right and then you'll see the international brands they they, they touch on the basics because those basics transcend culture right and 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 that's and that's the thing i guess we you know trying to get across it's um because there are humans in africa africa also get the basics but i think we play up this thing far too much and and i think the reason why we do play up this thing about oh you need to know africa to do something in africa right um oh you can't just come into it it's because I think it goes back to almost a bit like what you said, that defense. I think that we are we are almost obsessed and ideologically completely locked in to an African company only staying within Africa, right? And so given I, I see that, I see that that is a stumbling block to development, in my opinion. Um, you cannot... Advocate. Go, go, hit me. Anyone who's tried to start a business on the continent knows there are specific things that challenges you have to overcome, which uh, which which aren't the case in Europe or UK, let's say, for example, or the states. Right, hundred percent. Now there right. there doesn't not to say that Europe, uh, you know, the UK, or Europe, the US, whatever, aren't without their own challenges. They have their own challenges. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what that's what you're saying is no one's denying that there are idiosyncrasies and challenges in. In, in every market, yeah. including across African markets, right? The issue mm -hmm. is, um, you know, can you identify those, mitigate them, and even hopefully use them to your advantage and and adjust your approach to to that market? But that's the case in California versus New York versus Idaho, and that's the case in uh, uh, Bulgaria versus France, right? So is, is, yeah. is what you're saying, but, 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 yes, you know, mm. Of course, there are idiosyncrasies in, uh, across different African markets, but are you suggesting that they're no more challenging and would don't require a different approach than many, let's say, wealthy countries? Other regions. I love that you asked that question. I love that you asked that question. I, mean, I tell you why I love that you asked that question. I think, with all due respect, I think that's one of the things that we're caught up on. I really do. So, like... Look, if your con if your company is going like I have no intention of, and I'm just saying, let's say if you're saying I am somebody who has no intention of building a company that goes global, I am in Surulere. I see issues in this region. I want to build something that 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 solves the issues there. Work with the idiosyncrasies there. I'm not saying, well, what are you doing? Hey, go and do a pro Because really at that level, to be honest, at that level, if you're building a, a company in Surulere versus you're building a company in, in Southeast London, right? The two people are not aware of each other. They're not aware of the idiosyncrasies. So they're not aware of each other's idiosyncrasies. They're not aware of each other's problems, right? They are focused on their own problems and they're not thinking of each other. They're thinking of their own context and how to get past and, you know, start this thing up. I've taken a bit of a gamble. Uh, I hope that I hope that this gamble pays off and I'll be able to pay my bills and otherwise. They don't care, right? When we now go to the macro, the, the, the international level, everything we're saying about idiosyncrasies falls apart, right unless so i'm talking on the brand side when we're going to do operations that's different right on the brand side everything we say about idiosyncrasies fall apart why because it's just as actually what i said the as you go to a higher and higher level the idiosyncrasies of the of the idiosyncrasies become weaker and weaker right so on lower and lower so nike or anyone who's international the campaigns they they run if they run low so the brand let me just figure out campaigns the brand and what the brand stands for, its belief, its mission, is global. And it does not appeal to idiosyncrasies of a region. It appeals to the essentially the idiosyncrasies of humanity. However, when they do local campaigns, 
So this is a campaign just in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil or just what have you. What they tend to do is, and even if they, of course, brand, um, um, Nike does campaigns across sports. If they do football versus rugby versus tennis, then they're now going down to that this, this level and they're now looking at the idiosyncrasies, not just of that sport and the followers of that sport, but of sport and the followers of that sport in that region. And the campaign will touch on the core humanity that their belief is based on, but then will manifest it and express it in a way that is particular to the idiosyncrasies of that sport, like all these different, you know, kind of uh, uh, kind of overlapping parts, right? But in reality, if we're talking about, and this is why it's about narratives, right? If you're talking about narratives, talking about building the brand, right? Like it, like the idiosyncrasies of of a specific country doesn't matter, because the only way it would matter is I want this brand to be only for this country. So I, I don't know if I'm if I'm kind of answering your point there, but but I, I think I think you know with everything I said that I think that question, it, which is something that I know you know many kind of hold on to. I know you're playing devil's advocate, and many hold on to. But it's like I think that question actually shows it, it's it's almost we're trying to put in this no like Nigeria like it's really 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 hard to understand, and it's like yes it is, and that's why people who do business in Nigeria right at times you know more than are oh, complain how difficult or what, or what have you is but if they go suddenly that nigeria moves to london right to the uk they're not going to be talking about how difficult it is to do and they start a business there they're no longer how difficult it is to do business in nigeria has now escaped their mind so it doesn't matter so if i'm a founder and mm. i'm in Cameroon, and i'm yep. wanting to build a a a venture and i have global ambition where do i start to think about narrative what mistakes might i make by being too caught up in my local environment which will hamper me from actually starting to global potential great question fantastic question um i think that what basically if you start a company so so let's assume you start a company you focus on the brand because you know most people don't focus on the brand they focus on the product right so actually let me put it this way right normally somebody starts a company right now in 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 cameroon or you know wherever they might be doing it they see that there are some issues in and around where they are, right? And those issues, and this is a key thing, those issues for them seem so, they're so powerful, they're so, they impinge life so much that they say, I want to solve this issue, right? Now, doing that, that issue, if it impinges life to that degree, where you are, it's very local. It's very likely that is a very local, or at least best case, national issue, right? As soon as you now focus on the product and not the brand, and you focus on that national issue, your your company, by definition, is no longer global, right? Um, it, and that's what normally that's what people focus on the product, and they do that, right? If you focus on the brand, right? Let's say you go, oh, we're going to do narrative-based approach. We're going to do brand. You know, Andy said, don't focus on the product first. You know, kind of look at what... What then tends to happen again is you... Um, if you are... if You know, people can tend to think locally, right? Oh, what inspires me, right, in my, in my arena, right, is this, 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 and that. Now, those things... And we know we've got very strong cultures in, in different African states, Right, very strong cultures, right? So being insular, you can build something that is based on your culture, very strong culture, very strong identity within what do you call it? Within within Cameroon as you as you wanted to use, right? And then once you've done that and built a brand and story around that, you've now basically made it so you cannot be global. Right? So so maybe what's going on and, and this is you know, speaking to AJ as well the other day, he, you know, one of the things he said is, if he had money or more money, I'm sure he's got enough, but 
basically, if he was like, douche, some money landed on it, what he'll do is he'll go and travel around the world. Because it's in essence, and look, this is not no different to artists, to other people who do film, what have you. People who are, especially in the, art, in the artistic space, where they want to get inspiration and they want to really go down and touch humans. And you know this, you know, especially when you go to the thespians, artists, directors, whatever, they want to try to touch humans at a very deep and core level. One of the things that they always love to do, and I think is very relevant to do, is to go and travel and get exposure. The less you travel, the less you are able to communicate on a human level. The more you travel, the more you start to see the similarities between you and the and other people. And again, it's not just traveling, oh, okay, I've seen it now, I've seen the Eiffel Tower, let me go away. It's also traveling and interacting, relating and doing stuff with other people. But once you do that, you then see the commonalities you see the differences as well, but you see the commonalities. And, and if you focus on the commonalities, shock horror, you're now able to speak the very base common language that everyone around the world speaks, right? But yeah, if you're in Cameroon and if you're you know locked in that, if you've got a very strong culture on there, you're locked in that area, you haven't moved out as much. Same thing is if, if you're in Idaho, right? If you're, if you're in the US and you're locked in that, you know, that culture, you know, strong culture on there, you haven't traveled much, you're basically, you're going to struggle. So you're going to struggle to do things internationally. You're going to struggle to speak to people internationally. And, and, and I know that we are all tribal, really. Um, that's one of the big pools we have. So actually, to, to, to actually try to speak to people outside of of our normal setting, it, we, we do find it very difficult. And that's not specific. But to then why, why is it that a lot of very global products stemming from Silicon Valley, for instance, are founded by people who, as far as I can tell, have never really left the States and on a very, very US focus and even Silicon Valley mm -hmm. focus, yet they've managed to create these world products. They haven't traveled a lot of them. Uh, is that down to, I think I know, and I think I know the answer, but yeah. That, is is that not is that the major? Well, they're Already, piggybacking yeah. off of the massive cultural capital and influence that the U.S. has developed over the last 50, 60 years. That's and one. So that's one. You can. Okay. That is one thing. Go ahead. But there's a second thing. There's a second thing. The second thing is they don't normally start with brands. So you remember, I always say there's only a few real. There's only really a few brands in the world, right? And the people who've made those brands. They've, whether they, they might have traveled, right? But if they haven't traveled, they're at least students of humans, right? A lot of guys are talking about Uber, Facebook, etc. What's happened is they've built a product, right? They've blitzkrieged with money, pushed that product around. It's normally after the fact that they now see the products going in different markets, that they now go to those markets, get consultants, learn about the markets, and then tailor something to the market. The companies that have the deepest, most consistent messages, they should normally be founded by people who are students of humanity. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, I liked I liked how you I liked how you I liked how you know that students of humanity. <laughs> <laughs>